Genesis Church Podcast. Amen. You can have a seat this morning. Because it is Mother's Day, it's always a, a moment where I go, man, how do I, really, how do I approach this day and really speak into this? I mean, I, I can speak on behalf of an amazing godly mother who instilled God in my life at a young age. I can watch my wife and I can observe her. And uh, I, I can't take credit for this morning because about, uh, about a month and a half ago, she came to me and she said, listen, how about you let someone else share on Mother's Day? I was like, that sounds good to me. That way I don't mess it up. And, uh, and she said, you know what? I think there's someone that would do an amazing job. And so uh, many of you don't know that this is a school first, church second. It used to be a church. Um, and about four and a half years ago, Dana and Chris Painter came to us. My two children that graduated from Family Christian Academy. I have a third who goes to school here. And uh, they said, listen, we want to move the school and there's some things we want to do. Would you want to partner with us and move out of the movie theater that you're meeting in currently? We started this church in a school. We're in a movie theater and have a place where some things are a little bit more solidified, but we still do a lot of setup and tear down and everything you dealt with today that you came into, all the signage, everything, it gets set up early in the morning by great volunteers. And, uh, and, and we did that. And it has been tremendous. And over the last nine years, I've gotten to know Dana Painter, the founder of Family Christian Academy. Uh, I have watched her just uh, invest in my own children and many of the children here in the families um, and have gotten to work side by side by her and Chris. And so this morning, I have asked Dana to share with you. She's a phenomenal communicator, did a great job in the first service. And so I'm very excited for what she's going to share with you here on Mother's Day. Dana Painter, give her a big round of applause. Well, good morning, Genesis Church. A huge happy Mother's Day to all of the moms who are here on campus and everyone joining us online. You guys, I just appreciate a church that values and honors women. They have gone out of their way today to make this day special for each and every lady that's in this house. You guys, I don't know if you know, but there's an incredible leadership team that works behind the scenes um, that just goes out of their way to love God and serves people, and they serve people well. Amen. And you guys, that is simply because of the top down. And that is because incredible leaders that we have at this church. I just want to say a special thank you this morning before we get started for Tim and Tandy Grandstaff. For not, yeah. For not only being my pastors and my leader, but just for what they've done personally in my family's life. The way they've poured personally into my children. And especially for the partnership that we have with this church. You guys, God is doing great and mighty things in this place. Amen. I hope you feel it. The Holy Spirit is here, and he's getting ready to multiply things that are happening on this campus like you have never seen before. And guess what? You all get to be a part of it. Because of your prayers, because of your love, because of your support, because you're on your knees for this place and the ministry that happens all week long on this campus, God is, you're going to see God do great and bold things. So, um, also, uh, I have four generations of women that are represented here today. That was my grandmother winning all those prizes, by the way. Yeah, let's hear it for my grandma, my granny wise, and my mom who's come all the way from Ocala, Florida. So I just appreciate them being there here. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Love you so much. 
So you may or may not have noticed that I'm wearing tennis shoes today. And you guys, listen, I don't typically wear tennis shoes for a special occasion like Mother's Day. But the pastors just got done doing a series called Lace Them Up, all about sharing about spreading the gospel. And you guys know Pastor Tim and Pastor Chad come up here every Sunday with the coolest shoes. Have you noticed? And I just, when he asked me to speak today, I said, I already know what I'm going to wear. Because, y'all, I got to represent all the moms in this place who are lacing it up every single day. Lacing it up and sharing the gospel. Also, you guys, I get super passionate about God's word. I don't know if you've noticed already. So I'm going to probably be walking all across this stage. These sneakers are going to help me out today. Can we just open up in a word of prayer this morning? Okay. Dear God, we just love you so much, Lord. Lord, we pray that the Holy Spirit would be filling up this room today. God, let a mighty rushing wind flow through this place, God, like we have never seen before. God, move in the lives of these people. God, let your word come alive this morning. Let it be fresh. Let it be exactly what each and every person needed to hear today, God. Lord, I pray that the moms feel honored and celebrated. God, I pray that the moms feel so filled up by your word that when they leave this place, God, they go out and spill that and pour that on everybody. In your precious name we pray, amen. Well, you guys, I absolutely love motherhood. And it's not just because I'm a mom myself. My husband, Chris, and I do have three kids. Their names are Kendall, Cammie, and Casey Painter. I think there's a picture. Aren't they so cute, you guys? Don't I have the cutest kids? (laughs) So I need to correct myself because they're actually adult children now. And Pastor Tim spoke a few weeks ago about the different stages of parenting. And he talked about the control stage, which is my favorite stage. I love that stage. And then you move on into the coaching stage, and then you go into the counseling stage. And that's the stage I'm in right now. My son Casey is going to be graduating this week from high school. Yeah, thank you. And then my husband and I will be empty nesters. And so for all of you who are in that stage with us, we are right there along with you. So pray for us as we go through that stage. But I love to watch moms do what they do best. I see it every single day at school. I see moms who rise up early to pack those lunches, to get the backpack ready, to get everything ready for their kids. I see moms who juggle the craziest of schedules, and they do it with such talent. You guys, it's a military operation these moms are doing, you know. I see moms who are praying every day steadfast for their kids. And unfortunately, I see moms who are even going through cancer and chemo, and they're every day making sure that their child has everything that they need. Do you guys know that Wonder Woman has nothing on a mother? Y'all, there is a internet site, and it's a website, and it's called salary.com. And here's what they do every year. They take all the jobs of moms, the job of cook, the job of house cleaner, the job of laundry service, the job of nurse, the job of doctor, the job of teacher, especially in 2020, right? And they put all of those jobs together, and they come up, what would be the salary of a mom every year? Do you guys want to know what it is in 2022? What a mom should make if a mom got a salary for their job? $187,000, you guys. It's not enough. You said it right. It's not enough. Because the job of a mom is absolutely priceless. But what I love best about motherhood is its uniqueness. I love that God made every single mom special and unique. 
You see, every mom that's listening to this message today could have came about motherhood in a very different way. Maybe God has blessed you with biological children, or maybe God's blessed you with the compassion for fostering children. Pastor Tim and Pastor Chad talked about Commission 127, and I know moms sitting in this audience right now who are every day putting in the work and caring for foster children. Or maybe God called you to a special calling to adopt a child. Or maybe today you're just sitting in these seats and God's given you the opportunity as a woman to just pour spiritually into the life of someone. But no matter how you came to the journey of motherhood, our mission is all the same. And here's what our mission is not. Your mission is not to be a perfect mom. If you have been striving and working so hard to be that perfect mom that everybody thinks you should be or that you think should be the perfect mom, I pray today that you would just take a breath and release that. Release that in Jesus' name. Your mission is also not to have the perfect children. If you've been striving to make your kids the perfect child for everybody so they won't embarrass you, release that today. Because on this side of heaven, none of us are perfect. Do you know what God said? He said, while we were sinners, Christ died for us. So it's not our mission to be a perfect mom or to have perfect children. But here's what our mission is as moms. Your mission as mom, my mission as a mom, is to be obedient to the calling that God perfectly chose for you. You see, so often we talk about how God chose our kids for us, but God also chose you for your kids. And there is nobody on this planet that can love them the way you can. There is no one that can care for them the way you can. There's no one that can pour into them the way you can. Because God chose you. You were exactly what they needed. And you know why? Because all throughout the Bible, God was in the business of choosing people like you and like myself to do something greater and bigger than ourselves. There is actually a series out right now called The Chosen. Anybody watching The Chosen? It's such a great series, especially for families. Um, and it's really great because it takes all the stories of the Old and New Testament and brings the Bible to life. And its creator's name is Dallas Jenkins, and this is what he says about this miniseries, The Chosen. He says, they use stories of when God walked this earth because God loved to connect with humanity through story. He used parables of the familiar when Jesus was on this earth. He used earthly circumstances. He used relatable characters and people that anybody can universally identify with. You guys see, through Genesis to Revelation, God was doing story after story where he chose people. He chose people to do his work. And these were ordinary people that God chose to do the extraordinary. Take his chosen people, for example, the Israelite people. They were his chosen people, yet were they perfect? Not at all. But here's what God says about them in 1 Peter 2.9. God says this in 1 Peter 2.9, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. And what you can do this morning as a woman or as a mom, you can put your name in that blank. And it could read something like this instead, because you were chosen as a mom. You are a chosen woman, a royal priesthood, a holy daughter, 
a woman belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Do you see what God is doing? He is constantly speaking love and truth over, over his chosen people. And that's what he is doing to you today as a mom. You see, women, women in the Bible who were too insignificant to even be seen or heard were precious to Jesus Christ. And mothers, all throughout the Bible, God chose moms. And when God chose them, they said yes. So as I was preparing for today and, and, and knowing that I was going to speak, I started researching some godly moms. And I started to realize that, man, all these godly moms and women, they had something in common. So today what I want to share with you is the three qualities of a godly mom because I feel like these women could teach us something, every single one of us. And the first quality is that they were strong and courageous. Do you guys know that the devil loves to use fear to distract you from your calling? Fear can be a very difficult emotion for a mom. Actually, fear goes beyond worry. Fear is that thing that keeps you up at night. Fear is that thing that goes to the extreme. Fear is that thing that will blind you from a blessing as a mom. And today I want to share with you a mom in the Bible who was raising her children during a time of immense fear. This was a time of cultural unrest where the Israelite people were living in such harsh and hopeless conditions, yet this mom had to trust in God. And maybe some of you today are sitting here as a mom and you're thinking, man, I just wonder sometimes, what kind of world am I raising my child in? Like, the pressures that my child has to deal with are nothing compared to what I had to deal with. There's anxiety at an all-time high, depression at an all-time high, and I'm just raising my child during a time of fear. So maybe you can learn something from this mom who is also doing the same thing, and it's in the book of Exodus, Exodus 2, 2 through 3, if you're turning there. And here's what it says. The woman conceived and bore a son... And when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. When she could hide him no longer, she took for him a basket made of bulrushes, daubed it with bitumen and pitch, which is tar, and she put the child in it and placed it among the reeds of the riverbank. You guys, this mom, maybe you've never heard of her before. Her name is Jochebed, and her son's name was Moses. And the reason why she had great fear is because there was an edict that had been passed in all of Egypt and all the land to kill all the male Hebrew babies, and she had one. Can you imagine the fear? Can you imagine the worry? Do you know in the Bible it says fear not over and over and over, multitude of times, because God already knew we were going to be placed in situations where we were going to fear? Do you know fear not is a command? God's not asking you. He's telling you to fear not. So what I like to do when I read scripture, when I read the Bible, I like to put myself in the story. And I would ask you to do this today. See, so often when we read the Bible, we look at these people in the Bible as like characters. We think of them as superheroes. But you guys, they're not superheroes. They're ordinary people like you and me who had the supernatural strength of a savior. And so I want you to put yourself in this situation. First of all, it says she had a child that was three months old and she tried to hide him. Anybody in here with an infant? I see one in the back. Have you ever tried to hide a three-month-old? 
Try taking a three-month-old to the movie theater. Can't even hide it then, right? And then it said when she could hide it no longer, she got a basket, you guys, and then she made this basket better. This woman was resourceful. I don't know about you. I'm not a crafty mom. I'm the worst when it comes to crafts. I have no patience. I had a mother growing up who was the craftiest mom of all time. My mom can make anything out of a paper plate, you guys. For our birthdays, sometimes we didn't have the money to afford decorations in our house, and she would just get a paper plate, some construction paper, some glitter, some scissors, and we'd all go to sleep at night, and she'd be there cutting and doing and stapling and all this. We'd wake up the next day, it looked like Elf had been in my house. You guys, this mom was resourceful. She made this basket strong enough to not only hold this baby Moses, this three-month-old child, but to also put it in the Nile River. Do you guys know anything about the Nile River? The Nile River is one of the most dangerous rivers at this time. It had treacherous, treacherous rapids. It had immense rocks. It had oppressive heat. Don't even get me started on the crocodiles, the snakes, the insects, the bugs. And then, you guys, the most dangerous animal of all time in Africa, the hippopotamus. Did you guys know the hippo kills more animals every year than the lion? So how? How did this mom put her three-month-old son in this basket and put it in that river? You know why? Because she wasn't operating out of her own strength. She had been talking to Jesus long before this situation ever happened. She was strong and courageous in Jesus Christ. You see, you know what happened to Jochebed? Her faith did not falter in the midst of her fears. And that's what God's telling you today. You see, this wasn't an easy task that God was asking of Jochebed. As a mom, sometimes I have a conversation with God and I say, God, don't be asking anything difficult of me. But guess what? He's probably going to. And maybe there's a task that God's asking you of your child. And he's saying, just like in the book of Hebrews where it says, you can hold unswervingly to the hope that you possess because you have a God who is faithful, who keeps his promises. Do you know what unswervingly means? Amen, right? Unswervingly means will not be shaken. Your faith cannot falter when there's something that gets difficult in your life as a mom. You got to remember in Deuteronomy that God says, I will never leave you or forsake you. And I don't break my promises. So not only does God want us to be strong and courageous as moms, he also wants us to spend time with him continually in prayer. There is a Christian author. Her name is Stormy O'Martian, and she has a book called The Power of a Praying Parent. She has lots of great books that I highly recommend you read. And this is what she says about prayer. Prayer is acknowledging and experiencing the presence of God and inviting him into our circumstances. Do you guys know what prayer does? Prayer releases the power of God to come into your situation, to come in your specific problem, and overcome any problem that you are going through. And there was a mom in the Bible who knew the power of prayer, and her name was Hannah. And in 1 Samuel 1.27, this is what Hannah says to God. She says, For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me the petition when I asked of him. You see, Hannah had been praying and praying and praying for a child. She had gone to the temple and prayed and prayed and cried out to God. 
And this morning, maybe you're a woman that can relate to this. Maybe you have been there. Maybe you are there. And I just want to pause this morning, and I want to tell you that God sees you. He knows you. He cares for you. This church here, Genesis Church, they love you, and they want to walk alongside of you and pray with you. And God is working even when you can't see it. And you know how I know? Because God was working in Hannah's life even when she couldn't see it. Because this verse right here, this wasn't a verse crying out to God for a child. This was a verse saying thank you to God for a child. Do you know in 1 Samuel, in the first 30 verses of 1 Samuel, and there's only 30, seven times Hannah and the word prayer went together. And in chapter 2, she continues to say this about God. She says, only, only a holy God. There is none like you. There is no rock like you, God. You see, Hannah knew that in order to be the mom that she needed to be, she had to have her faith on a rock that will not move, an unshakable rock. You guys, there is a quote that says this, be the type of woman that when your feet hit the ground in the morning, the devil says, oh man, she is up again. Be that woman. But I want to tell you to be the type of woman, and I want to challenge you to be the type of woman that prays before your feet hit the ground. You guys, because you know that as a mom, when your feet hit the ground, it's over. Because your kids are already there. Someone's already asking something from you. The day is already running, right? Some of you would say, you're asking me to pray. I don't even have 15 seconds. I can't even go to the bathroom by myself, right? Prayer is a conversation that happens with God all day long. And do you know how I know that? Because I was raised with a mom who was a prayer warrior. She was an example. You guys, my mom prayed so much. She prayed in Walmart. She prayed in Burger King, McDonald's, everywhere we went, in the movie theater. My mom was always praying. I mean, there was times she flat out embarrassed us with her prayers. But can I tell you this? When we didn't know how we were going to make a way financially as a family, my mom got us all together. She said, we're going to pray. And you know what? God provided. And when she couldn't see our future, what was going to happen, how she was going to afford college tuition, or what was going to happen in our lives with our husbands or wives or kids, she prayed. And you guys, God made a way. So God wants that of you too. God wants you to be a mom that teaches your kids that prayer is not a chore, it's a necessity. You guys, there is a lot of things vying for your kids' attention lately. And just like our kids, sometimes we just turn to all the wrong things. We wake up in the morning, the first thing we do is turn to Facebook, right? And there's nothing wrong with that, right? But God is saying, look up. Turn to me, the author and perfecter of your faith. Do you guys know that you have access to the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is power. When you get saved, you have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But what's happening is we're not tapping into it. God says, plug into my power, moms. Get on your knees before the day even starts. So God is asking us to be strong and courageous as women. He's asking us to spend time with God, with, spend time with him in prayer. But he's also asking us to surrender to his perfect will.
And as we close out today, I can't think of a better mom than to talk about than Mary, the mother of Jesus. You see, I want to share a verse with you in John chapter 19, verses 25 and 26. It says this in John. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother. And his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clophis, and Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus saw his mother there, and this disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, woman, here is your son. You guys, Mary, she was the ultimate chosen mother. In Luke 1.28, it says this of Mary, she was highly favored. Yet here she is, watching her son be crucified. You see, in this passage, Jesus is actually saying to his mom, I'm leaving. I'm getting ready to go. I've got to be about my father's business. I've got to do what I've been called to do, and I have to leave you. Do you know why Mary could be obedient to God's calling? You see, over and over in scriptures, when Mary was presented with God's will, she always said yes. You know why? Because she said, God, you are in control. God, you know what's best. God, you are good above anything else. And God, if this is your plan, even if it's not mine, I'm okay with it. And that's what we need to do as moms too. Because guess what? Sometimes when you look at your kids and you look at the situations that are going on, it's not the plan that you had. It's not what you would have written down for your kids or for your life. But God's saying, trust me, I am in control. Do you know one of the hardest things for moms is to watch your child suffer? If you've ever been around a group of moms and a child gets hurt, no matter where it is, you've got every single mom rushing to swoop that child up and put a Band-Aid on it. But I think you're going to find in life sometimes there's just situations that a Band-Aid can't fix. And you know what God is saying to you? You don't have to have it perfectly figured out, moms. You don't have to have all the perfect answers or the perfect emotions. You got to do what Mary did. And what did Mary do? She laid it at the cross. She said, God, it's ultimately your will be done. Do you know why all those moms had to say yes? Because there was something so much bigger than them. You see, their yes wasn't even about them. It was about their kids. And you don't even know when you say yes to God today, what's it about? Your kids need something that you don't even know in their future. Do you know what happened to Jochebed's son? Jochebed's son Moses became the greatest leader in history. He led two million, not 200, two million Israelite children out of Egypt into, the, into great things. Do you know what happened to Samuel, Hannah's son? He became the greatest prophet of all time. Speaking God's truth in a time when it was not convenient. And Mary, Mary's son Jesus, he became the great rescuer. He came to save us all. He's the one that sacrificed it all. For every single one of us in this room sin, including Mary's. He's transformed lives and he's still transforming lives today. We just saw it at the beach baptism last week. That's what it's all about, you guys. That's what it's all about.
It's about the gospel of Jesus Christ going into a dark world and shining your light. And maybe you're sitting here today and God is asking something of you, asking a task that is way bigger than yourself. You got to remember today you were chosen. You got to remember today God chose you. Even when you were unqualified, even when you were broken, even when you didn't believe in yourself, he chose you for something so much bigger than you can ever imagine. And maybe today you relate to Jochebed and metaphorically God's saying, put that baby in a basket. Put it in the Nile River. You can trust me. Release it to me. Or maybe like Hannah, God is saying, I need you on your knees praying. I need you praying before the sun comes up. I need you praying when the sun goes down. Don't say all we can do is pray. Prayer should be the first thing that you do. Or maybe like Mary, you just need to surrender. You're saying, man, you're, you're talking about being strong and courageous. You're talking about spending time with God. I don't even know where to begin. Right now, if the Holy Spirit is stirring you right now, maybe he's just saying, surrender your life to me. You've tried so hard to do it on your own. You've tried so hard to be a mom that just wants to be perfect. God never asked for your perfection because he's perfect. He works in your weakness because he is strong. So today I'm going to close out in prayer. And I cannot think of a better day than Mother's Day to come forward and lay it at the foot of the cross. I can't think of a better day than Mother's Day to have a group of women surrounding you and saying, we're in this together. I can't think of a better day than Mother's Day for you to be showing your kids what comes first in your life. So as I pray, please feel, for, please feel free. We will have people down here praying for you. Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. God wants to do a work before you ever get started on Mother's Day today. Because God is saying, I got this. You don't have to have all the answers because I am the answer. So let's pray this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, right now in Jesus' name, I pray for every person in this room. God, I pray the power, God, that the Holy Spirit offers, God, the power of salvation, God, would be light and life to their souls. God, I pray for moms who've been striving and striving to get it all perfect. That, God, today they can lay their child down. God, they can come forward and just surrender their children to you. God, you are the one that is going to help us when we can't find a way. God, you are the way. Lord, I pray today if there's a mom in this place who doesn't even have a relationship with you, may they know the joy. May they know the peace. May they know the love that can only come from a Savior. God, I pray that the moms, God, today know how loved and worthy they are. They are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a possession belonging to you, God. So we surrender it all to you today, God. Help us to be strong and courageous. Help us to spend time with you, God. Help us to give it all to you. In your precious name we pray, amen. Thank you for tuning into the Genesis Church Podcast. We hope you were blessed by today's message. If you want to connect more with Genesis Church, you can find all of our information at www.genesischurchorlando.com. We would love to hear from you. 
You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Genesis Church Orlando.